Hello and welcome to the Bitches of Air podcast. This is a conversationally based podcast where I listen to people's stories. Um, They can either be cannabis based or from many different alternative lifestyles. I'm here to hear all the stories and share them with you. So if you're interested, buckle up, let's get going. On this week's episode of The Bitches of Air, I chatted to the Irish Girl Experience. I was so delighted to talk to the Irish Girl Experience. They have been doing such amazing work for the community. Um, We had such an amazing conversation. It lasted for a really long time, but I have condensed it down for for everybody to listen and to kind of get the gist of how our conversation went. Um, Very, very interesting person, really great person and has the best intentions for the community and for every person that they deal with. Um, so I was really, really happy to, inter- to interview this person and talk to this person. Um, within our conversation, we we touched on a topic um, and the topic was, you know, the dangers for women who are trying to buy cannabis, whether, cannabis, whether that's for medicinal reasons or recreational reasons. A lot of the time it tends to be medicinal. Um, we both asked our audiences to share any stories they had with us of their experience and we got a we got a response quite a big response both of us um on my part my I got a lot of responses but a lot of women didn't really want to share their story um and the the feeling or the what I was being told was was because you know women face the added fear of getting cannabis and most of the time having to buy it from a guy um, you are very isolated when you're a, a female cannabis user because there's a lot more harsh judgment on women who smoke um, women are expected to be somewhat angelic and perfect and like we we don't do these things but we are human beings um, and the reality is we are faced with an extra danger when we buy cannabis uh, as you will hear from different stories, um, I know myself personally, I've dealt with different people, vendors who I've had to buy cannabis from. I've been very lucky that I've mainly had the same person for about 10 years, who is a really, really sweet person. And I'm I'm really lucky that they're my person. But um, I've been unlucky at times. I've had to deal with people um, in a really bad way. I have one particular story that I'm going to share. Um, I thought about sharing this and I I wasn't sure that I was going to, but I am because other women have been brave enough to come forward. Um, and, you know, and then other women are struggling with coming forward because if they come forward with their story, they're afraid that they'll be prosecuted for their cannabis use. Um, and that's just not okay. So, um, you know, for me, before I found my person that I've been using for 10 years it was a real struggle to find cannabis like a really big struggle and it is always from guys um I had been sourcing it from a family member for a while who lived the other side of Dublin so that was like hard to get to um and then I uh I found a friend who you know well wasn't a close friend or anything but started sourcing it from him and he (laughs) he unfortunately developed feelings for me that were not reciprocated Um, and this person was also a heavy cocaine user so this person um, decided that because I did not 
reciprocate the feelings that it was not okay. So we were smoking weed and drinking one evening in my house. And uh, he decided he wanted more from me than I could give. And that was not okay. So I ended up with three broken ribs, um, a pretty badly bruised up face. My house was really badly um, basically destroyed, like torn apart by him and his drunken rage. He kicked in my front door. Um, he nearly tried to kidnap and hurt my dog. The, it was endless of things, you know, it was, it was a really awful situation. And I was only in that situation because I needed him for cannabis. So I know there's a lot of women out there that face similar stories. Um, I unfortunately have few too many, one too many stories about being attacked by men. Um, this does not mean that I think all men are bad. I think it's such a small portion of people that are like this that ruin it for the rest of us the same way there's a few crappy cannabis smokers out there who kind of ruin it for the rest of us. But the reality is it is not a safe place for women while prohibition exists. So in saying that, let me share some other people's stories as well because every week I do like to have my audience participation um, and this week I want to share their stories like I do other weeks. So let's start. So the first audience member that I heard from, this is actually from, it was sent to the Irish Grow Experience. So she says, hey, it's great to see people sharing their stories. So mine, haha, I was diagnosed with endometriosis and ovarian cysts only two years ago, but have been in severe pain for years and years. I was sick of taking prescribed painkillers and had smoked weed in the past, so I decided to look more into, a, into it for pain relief. Now, I had attempted a natural grow about four years ago, literally fucked some seeds in a pot and left them by a window. They, were au- they weren't autos, though, so they ended up dying. I wasn't educated at all, but then two years ago I attempted again, this time with the light and a bulb, bought a few sweet tooth seeds from Barney's farm and they grew, was buzzing and was hoping to start up again soon. Will Daffo pick up an auto strain this time round to try and grow in the glass house? Thanks so much for starting this page. We need grassroots organizations now since the government and law enforcement are going to fight us, fight against us. So true. It's just, it's, it's really infuriating and it's just so frustrating when it is your medicine and you, you're not just living in fear of, you know, people ripping you off, attacking you, creeping you out, being just generally not good around you, but then you have to worry about the guards on top of it. It's just an awful situation to be in. This prohibition is just, it's just awful. Um, so we have some other conversations. So my experience has always been that it is near impossible to find, retrain, retain, supply without being through a boyfriend or a male friend. I haven't started growing yet, have the seeds, but don't feel I have enough knowledge to get stuck in yet. Very excited to get going though, as I'm finding literally it literally impossible to buy. So to be my own source will have such an amazing impact on my life. Can't wait. Um, so like there's just, there's so many. Um, here's another one. Hey, wanted to properly respond to your message about female cannabis users in Ireland. All started, I suppose, when I was 16. Always associated cannabis with tracksuits and danger, fear, weakness. I grew up in Bray where if you were smoking dope, you were a loser or at least seen as one until I was a good bit older. I shook off that mindset, maybe 21 years old when I moved to New York 
and I saw how the drug business was so palatable and almost luxurious. Think Calipax, pre-rolls, and most importantly, I saw other women being open and relaxed about their cannabis use and still comfortable. I was diagnosed with PTSD and insomnia around the same age, same year, and started using cannabis in the USA. I realized that using it changed everything. That was in black, big, bold, capital letters. Um, my moods improved, sleep, and I was so much more productive. I began educating myself and came across the wonderful tier of tier Vera Toomey, <laughs> and that was it. I saw the truth, the racist history, and I was sick to my stomach. I'm now 25, smoke daily. I couldn't imagine myself as the angry, hurting, and suffering person I was. I'm a teacher, which is why I keep myself private. I work in Dublin inner city schools with kids from flats which are rife with drug issues and crack the lot. And all I see are people who need help. I can't believe the state of affairs here and how we treat working class people and individuals who need access to treatments. So it was about education for me and access to information such as your own page. It's truly the key to change in everyone, every area of society. And it's horrible to think that someone would ever look at me and think I was not to be trusted around young people because I need my medicine to keep well. That's just awful. You know, I think people can be prescribed opioids and they're allowed to go in and work. And that's far more detrimental to a person than cannabis. We, we have been sold an awful lie, people. And you really need to go out and educate yourself on cannabis and all pharma medication. And make this decision for yourself. And if you decide cannabis is right for you, please speak up. Please talk to people, share why it is good for you, why it helps you, why it makes your life better. Because until we make changes, until we really speak out and we really fight for women and for everybody who is affected by this prohibition from classes and society, people who are being punished just for where they live, where they were born, it's not right and it's not okay. And this prohibition is not working. It's just causing damage. And it's time we, we just, we need to speak up. So this is why today's episode is a wonderful episode again, where we talk about grassroots, people from the ground up, working with people all over the country to help them improve their life by growing cannabis and growing their own medicine and not having to rely on anybody. That is a truly wonderful thing. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Um, I hope you learn a lot. I will definitely have the Irish Grow Experience on again. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the Irish Grow Experience. We understand that like, there's women out there that... Well, let's give a little backstory here before we even go into it. Because like you and I, we talk regularly. We're, we support yeah. each other in the community. And I'm a big fan of the work that you do. So we were talking um, and you kind of came to me that you were expressing you were getting some, you know, women basically messaging you because they were so happy to know how to grow because they've had some really fucked up unsafe experiences while trying to basically buy cannabis. You know, and I, I told you as well that I've had some similar experiences, you know, where guys have definitely been creepy and I'm getting like messages that are not related to cannabis. And, you know, and I, I also put it on my Instagram and some women got in touch 
I found most women weren't very comfortable with the idea of their story being shared. So I don't have a lot to share, but I'm going to, I'll share my stories. And I know you did a post as well. So I want to like, from your perspective as well, hear about yeah. that. And um, well, I suppose from that conversation, the biggest kick in the teeth I had was, um, it opened my eyes. Like I always, I was always aware of stories of a girl going back at the end of a party because the thoughts of marching powder being around, oh, which then, is, yeah. I, I, I've also, I've also been around where people have left the situation because of the margin powder. But I think it, sometimes it's associated that margin powder equals another thing, you know. So that girl was probably going to feed her addiction not to do anything else. So it's a completely different thing. But how it's interpreted by that, those people around them. So the person who is now in power with that bag of margin powder, yeah. um, you know, like how they dictate things you know it's certainly it's, certainly it's a control, like it's a control it's, as well it's you control. Know? so before lockdown it used to be from the end of a pub where's the party you know yeah. what i mean people that smoke weed don't go where's the party no. dude where's my bed yeah exactly <laughs> my spliff where's my takeaway in bed <laughs> exactly like like substances to me give you a little bit of escape from reality now as long as you understand that you can use it to your abilities to your advantage like so like i've tried cocaine before like, i suppose I'll give you a little bit of timeline my drug history i, I come i started completely backwards so you know, i tore in i started drinking as normal in ireland get yeah. sick in a, a canal field and yeah all sorts talking to me cans while i'm going to the toilet saying don't oh, fall yeah. over drinking <laughs> half can buying six cans drinking a half of three cans and throwing the rest of them away and saying drink six cans yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know the, yeah. the, the normal fucking irish kind Usual, of culture yeah so i didn't touch a drug i was completely anti-drug up till i was about 23 23 right. was the fourth time then i threw it and what i was what i tried was ecstasy so mdma so i was given mdma mm-hmm. um, at a party out on a christmas night out and it opened it i'll be honest it just opened the door like it, it just that night i was i'm so I, i'm someone that suffered a little bit from anxiety so yeah. if i wasn't sculling drink to manage my anxiety which i can see now if i wasn't yeah. sculling drink we needed another substance if i want to switch it yeah. drink just never hit the spot it was it, it, the reason it never hit the spot was because everyone else it looked like it looks like it's hitting the spot for everyone when you're out in the pub but it's not like most people are crippled with the fear the next morning you don't see any of this shit like no. you know what i mean so perspective is a big thing so Absolutely. being able being able to manage it so drink just wasn't there so i always had that urge on the night out to for something else and then i found the ecstasy but the ecstasy kind of sent me then the, into a different kind of hole then the next natural selection because it was the easiest thing to get for me was cocaine it was by yeah. far the easiest thing in oh, to get today everywhere you're not a corner you don't even need money for it when you have every second person coming to you asking you for x y and z and you don't have it it's a supply and demand situation and if you're in any way and like an entrepreneur like you're gonna you're gonna get that supply in like so my thing was my thing was it was too easy, so I was on cocaine for two years before I even touched with it. Uh, and the cocaine was to me was to manage the stresses of my everyday life of going into work. That sounds stupid, but I'm not like I'm not saying anyone shouldn't go to work or, or anything like that. But I was kind of caught in a dilemma where I was getting so high up in the company that 
the things, the practice that I could see all the value being extracted, but I couldn't see any value being added, which didn't sit with yeah. me morally right. Now, I didn't understand that for the last four years. But for the last four years, for me to be able to deal with myself, going to work every day, even though I have a strong opposition against them, even though no matter how much you voice your opinion, nothing's done, you kind of lose a little bit of power is what I felt. And that's what, that was my escape from reality because when I done the cocaine, what did it do? Gave me a little bit of a buzz. Ultimately, what was I looking for? Natural boost of hormones. Poor that was my body. Yeah. You get a craving for chocolate. Like there's something in chocolate, Theo Browning, or you, you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. all these chemicals in there and your body has a way of kind of figuring things out once you've ingested a substance. You know, once it figures out, right, that's triggering a high serotonin, that's triggering high dopamine. Then your body's going to seek it. That's the easiest right. solution to get you to them levels without naturally producing yeah. them. And, and that's what your body, so my body was craving that. So what did that in turn mean? That chemical imbalance, now if if that topic wasn't such a stigma and someone was open enough to look into that, they probably would have realised they probably had a deficiency in hormones. And it was probably from being hard on yourself, not holding your shoulders high, which has been improved to increase hormones. Like just standing tall with your shoulders back. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, is, this never- is my point about all of that. With the, When it comes to our bodies and everything, it's why I don't, it's why I struggle with the pharma approach because the pharma approach is literally just like a pin in something, you know, and it's it, it's it should never be longer than a week or two temporary for your body. Um, and I'm not saying there isn't purpose there for it, but the reality is like cannabis will do all of that without actually damaging your body. It's like just, that comes it's, back it's, again, it's, like to we're talking about like the fear. So like we have, like, as we said, like women who on a regular basis, you know, come up against issues of fear trying to get their cannabis and then you add the lockdown on top of it and it's even harder to get your cannabis and your resources are even more limited can't be fucking easy it can't it can't like and it can't be like like um we're risk creatures in this world like we're all risk creatures so in order for us to go take a risk it has to be worth the reward so there's a very there's an awful lot of people intimidated in this world and fearful but still doing things like who, who, who's looking at them and saying stops people from taking drugs it doesn't, it doesn't do anything like it creates no fucking point, it doesn't work it creates systems where people can be taken advantage of I'm, I'm appalled that in this day and age that like men still feel like not even men just people in power feel like that they can take advantage of people yeah. in situations of need like like as I said, like if the risk is worth going through all that emotional stress that may be coming to get your fifty back, that's your, that's your medicine. Like that, it's like you have to. Call when it over is your medicine, there is a feeling of desperation around it, and I'm yeah. saying that from experience. There is a genuine feeling of desperation when I when I struggle to get my hands on my 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 medicine. Yeah, and that's not from an addictive point of view, because when I'm not sick and stuff like that, I was only having a conversation yesterday with my therapist, actually, because uh, I'm very honest about my use. And I'm like, you know, like when I'm taking pharma medication, I have to remember I have to take it every morning, every evening, whatever, you know, and if I don't take it, I get withdrawals with cannabis. If I'm feeling OK and I don't need to take it, I don't have to take it. And I don't get withdrawals either. Um, it's a completely different perspective so the panic for me is because i can't eat without cannabis so of course i'm going to panic because that's going to trigger other issues so for women who suffer with things like what i suffer with and endometriosis and things like that i mean what are they supposed to do in these situations there's not a lot of options except like you're saying take the fucking risk you know what i mean like and and pain pain is probably i would guarantee 
if you looked at statistics, if you could actually take statistics of mm. how many people pain kills, like fuck, yeah. if you pay from an overdose, whatever, you're probably suffering through pain. Like everyone's uh, substance, uh, substance of this environment. Like so, yeah. Like people, like people, pain is the biggest killer. So stop putting fucking people through pain. The and thing stop, with pain stop is like noise. they don't look at what is the root cause of the pain. They exactly. just give something for the pain. And again, that's again why I do what I do in the holistic coaching, because I like try to get to the root of it and then work our way from there. You know, yeah. but throwing a pill at something, even throwing a joint at it, it's not going to resolve the long term problem. There has to be work done. There has to be awareness around it. You know, but cannabis, at least there isn't withdrawal effects and there's not other side effects that are going to harm your body. I mean, if you're smoking like a lot every day, your lungs aren't going to necessarily love it. But there's other but ways you know to vape. It's worse for your lungs. Smoking the synthetic. Way pattern. worse for your lungs. And if you're just a genuine smoker and you never have an issue with your lungs, chances are you're getting some sort of a quality product that the THC is actually helping. Oh, with THC your does help your with the lungs. Yeah, it does. You know, lungs if, you, yeah. if you get the one strain that, that just is rippling your rippling your chest a bit and you're looking at it and you're saying i can't understand this check it it could be strain specific could be the terrapin profile could be what's in it, it. i mean and more than likely with just the way i want to bring this point is more than likely it's spread yeah i mean but that's the issue at the biggest issue at the moment on the street you know and like even last week i was talking to a friend of mine and she she has epilepsy and she explained to me that star dog does not go well with epilepsy and i really want to mention that on here as well because that's a strain that you will see and people go on about it because it's a cali now don't get me wrong it's a lovely strain the lovely indica great for sleeping but if you have epilepsy stay away from it yeah and actually the star dog is one of the ones where i can feel it in my chest um, and yeah, where, where where you kind of have to take it you know like smaller i, I cure mine up for a few days oh, really, i always do always as well oh, with it yeah so if you are experiencing um, harsh smoke from anyone what you do always with is take it. your bowl throw them into a jar yeah and um, open the jar every day for at least five days and um, if it's really harsh and try your for like five to 15 minutes depending on yeah. the heat of the room and yeah. you can do that a couple of times a day your jar might smell beautiful it might be pleasant to do every day as well so the longer you leave it the better it smells yeah. the better, you know everything breaks down and what people forget about um, cannabis is it's it's natural so yeah your wood is a fruit so when an apple comes it into september or october it breaks down in a tree naturally mm-hmm. through the sugars it's fermenting yeah so exactly yeah so when it's fermenting it's breaking it, it's releasing all those chemicals so when you're curing your beads that's exactly what you're doing it's a ferment exactly. you know you're, yeah. you're swapping oxygen in you're taking carbon out and it's basically breaking the everything down and it's getting it readily available for you to smoke bioavailability at their best <laughs> yeah bioavailability bio is key if you're using yeah. this medication because yeah. really you need to take your medication serious and Definitely. That's I'm sharing my experiences here because you need every medication you need to take serious. You can't just take it off a whim, like you know what I mean. Like it needs to be scheduled. As you were saying, if you notice that you want to stop smoking weed, if that that thought comes into your head, you want to stop smoking weed. Have a have a think about what is it behind it. Is it that you're consuming too much, or that you're trapped in yourself too much? Well, for me, it wasn't having those thoughts. It's the fact that I don't even have to have those thoughts. I just go, oh, I haven't smoked weed. It's more that than anything. Like it's yeah, never. Exactly. Uh, 
if it's never like, ever, like yeah no, yeah it's yeah, never you it's know never, what I mean um, so it's it's never something like I suppose uh, I don't I don't hope it's on that too cruel but uh, I seen a, a meme or something that said uh, you never see anyone sucking dick for weight, right? Yeah, well, you now, never know. Now, I'm sure there's now, some chick out there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, even just saying that. Dude, bit... I, I mean, I, I don't discriminate here. There's some dudes. No, no, I don't because actually, <laughs> we have stories. We have stories here. People where so maybe the weed was worth that dick sucking. Who knows? You know, but. But but, but that's I know, that's I'm, only, what, I'm yeah, making light. But. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the uh, weed never does that. No, See, and it, that's the point. It, it, like, it, and that's it, why I'm making light of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we completely understand. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, no, that that's all. Like, um, it just people are people first. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I, from from those responses, like, I don't know if you want to even go through them, but like, yeah, it's yeah, no, I'd we, love to hear some of your responses. Yeah. So you said them on me and I had a quick read, but like I'd love to, I want to hear, because you you have interactions with these people as well, so. Yeah, so like, I suppose, like, I like to, like, I keep saying it, but I like to be a person first, so if you're getting in touch with the page, like, I'll always respond, like, just, if I can't get back to you straight away, fair enough, there is an awful lot of people there that come on to us, just for general chat as well, like, so. If I have the time, I've no problem for general. I sent someone your way yesterday, actually. Uh, yeah. Follower, yeah, he's really nice. Yeah, so. no, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, no, you know what it is? Um, people like that person. What happens is they come to me with some information, some research, some, like, know-how. Like, they're not, they're not looking for me to solve their problem. They have invested in the situation. They want to actually pursue it. They've looked into it. They just need to decipher the information. And as I mentioned, from, from when I done my master's in college, I had to do my lit review and everything like that. So, again, yeah. the skills I learned of putting through the bullshit in college to, yeah. to have an advantage in tests or things like that, just that general shit, that, that's what I used here as well. Is you can cut through an awful lot of the bullshit. So what people are focusing on, someone like someone sent me two different bags of perlite, which is like a volcanic ash, like volcanic yeah. rock broken down. Um, something like that is more marketing. You know what I mean? Like that, that's something general. Like, um, but like if you think about it, what it is, it's volcanic. Like it's easy enough to make. Like it's going to be quite common through and there's only a certain amount of processes that can actually do it. Like yeah. there's your option. Go for your cheapest option. Whatever's going to save you the money, you know what I mean? While if you come to me with like, oh, I have this boil biz cocoa or I have this boil biz soil, but I want to do this and I want to do that. You you pretty much went and found out your own answers and all you're looking is for a little bit of guidance to see if you're making the right decisions. You you're know what I mean? essentially a, a cannabis growing coach at this point. Well, that's it. Like, like I, as I, I don't claim to be any sort of an expert. What yeah. I claim to be is a person. So I've gone through all the anxieties of going there and seeing a the yellow leaf uh, yeah. at the start of flowering and yeah. saying, oh, shit, I've got a deficiency. But like, it's the start of flowering. Sometimes your plants have to stretch. And when they stretch, they take on nitrogen. You know, like, like your plant is a living thing as well, which is which exactly. is why I kind of started this because we were talking and we kind of got to the understanding that like, it wasn't accessible for everyone like the information there's an awful lot of intimidation in ground as well because it's consumed by um, marketing also and you have to understand that the, the information put out isn't necessarily the best information but it's the information that 
brand is pushing. So it's also what you did was, because I felt what the issue was, is that, you know, online, there's loads of information of how to grow, but it's yeah. never like condensed into one place where people can go, okay, from start to finish, this is what I need to do. And yeah. that is what you've done. And you've provided that for so many people who, and not only that, you provided it in a way that's like, okay, you can do it in a pot. You can do it in a, in a tent. You can do it outside. You can do it in a can. You can like, you're providing every single option to people because not everybody has the money to go get a tent to get different soil. Some people do just have a can and maybe some soil from their garden, but you're providing an option for everybody. And that is what we need. An awful lot of the grow shops like, won't agree with what I'm saying. Like, and the people, well, I'm sure, I'm sure, of course. And, and the people come, the, the few people that have had things to say, they like they're coming from commercial backgrounds, you know what I mean? Where they, they've, they've forgotten what it's like to be a learner, you yeah. know. They've thought they have to be a How learner. Intimidating that first grow yeah. is exactly like so when they're wrong when they're a shop perspective they have an agenda yes yeah. they probably have, they want to help you but they also have to make some money at the end of the day so yeah. will and they, they may not even realize that that agenda is driving them so much yeah, exactly so when you're you, oh you want to start well and uh, the boy obvious so that's all you want okay uh well you're gonna need a you're gonna need a dripper system you're gonna need you, you know and yeah. When you overconsume some of the information and you've lost someone, at, all they wanted was a bag of soil. And the minute they said is, you're going to need a pot and your head goes. Yeah, says, that happened to me five years ago when I didn't grow them. Yeah, you know? yeah, the customer is always right. And and so like people take that as like, uh, or get to stand up against someone. But now that means that like, what you go in there for, if you're made feel like an absolute idiot, mm-hmm. don't go to them people for, they're not accommodating to you for your, yeah. like for your person or, or for your success in this exactly. it's for them like you know yeah. like if, if someone if you're going to someone genuinely and saying i want to learn i'm not looking for 100 grams per plant i'm not looking for 150 grams i don't have a six foot by six foot space i've got a 20 centimeter by 20 i you want to buy a light off amazon do I like, start? Oh, there you want to buy a light off yeah. amazon joking me like you're gonna need at least 10 of them and you're like yeah if i want to grow your way but that's yeah. not the situation what I always, what I found was I started that way. I went around the kind of the round the edge. I started outside and then bought a light, bought a fan, bought little pieces, tried out like loads of LEDs, tried out the cheapest way as possible. I was trying to save money. At the time. It, it ended up costing me more money because what you realize is as you get into this, if you're looking for like a supply that you can rely on, there are certain things that become very critical. But while, while you're learning, you're not going to reach those potentials. Yeah. Um, there's a real and you don't need to be bombarded with them and overwhelmed by them. You just need no. to get started. Yeah, that's it. Like, there's a real 80-20. Have you heard of this? So yeah. 20% of what you do gives you 80% of the results. So yeah. that's what this page is focused on. Like, it's like, don't be worrying about that extra 20%. That extra 20% gets you an extra 10, 20 grams like, towards yeah. the end of the process. And fair enough, like... But there's too much to be worrying about, like like using rainwater. Like, also, it's about like you know, breaking that, you know, goal yeah. down so like that people can start. So like, you know, well, your expectation of your first plant is not going to be the same expectation no. you're going to have of ten plants down the lot down the line when you're more experienced. You know, and they're not going to grow the same. And Never, you know, no. Plants are the same. That's why I mentioned about the yellow and leaves because there's a few yeah. people get on about yellow and leaves. But what you have to realize is. When you go into autumn, look at all the trees. What color are the leaves? Yellow. 
yellow and brown. Like there's a there's a natural sustainability there. And um, there's a study actually, and um, I have it somewhere. I must send it on if you've any interest. But pretty much what they done was they done an excess of um, the major macronutrients, so nutrient, phosphorus, potassium. So what they done was they fed too much and they fed none and they fed the right amount. And what they found was with the macro elements, if you fed excess or you fed limited amount, there was no direct result or there was no reduction in biomass. So biomass is a fancy word for saying all your leaves, your material that the product, that the plant produced. So there was no considerable difference there. The, the quality of the woods were flushed then on two different cycles. They don't, did they, or they flushed them on, um, I think they flushed them for no days, seven days, 10 days, and they found that consumers preferred ones that weren't flushed. You, you know, so like there, there's studies out there, but again, you take from what you need. Like that study had loads of information and in all I took from it was that the excess in nutrients or the deficiency in nutrients is an issue. Don't get me wrong. It's more of an yeah. issue if you get pH imbalance yeah. because your plant can't actually use those nutrients but yeah. it's not an issue it's seemingly to plants to have too much or too little but it, you get some stunted growth but overall in the end of it the plant comes back and survives it seems and um, from this so like me reading into them and knowing that little bit of the deficiencies so like the yellow not the leaf when the plant is stre- or when the plant is stretching some people think it's nitrogen so they hit the fucking thing with the, the peak or the boost of nitrogen and then in two weeks they have a, a nitrogen excess issue because it wasn't actually an issue with nitrogen at all it was just that the, the plant was going through the start of the flower and where it was just going stretching yeah that stretch it sucked and a little it bit pulled everything that it needed of course just you know what I mean? it pulled everything, which is when you're flushing and um, what, what's the goal of flushing you want to get your leaves to go in the crow or to turn the cock so that means that chlorophyll starts being, stops being produced it starts being yeah. broken and that's what you need for it because chlorophyll will cause it to be a lot harsher and, and so on and if you're making rick, rick or rick simpson's oil chlorophyll's actually been shown to be somewhat better in that form and yeah. um, as long as it's in combination with cannabinoids but um, in the end like your nutrients as i showed with about a 10 euro bottle from yeah. your local garden centers they're not that issue like like for 10 euro compared to you know 25 euro and um, for just a six month feed probably for your plants like you know what i mean yeah. like um and you're getting more out of the bottle than it actually says because you're diluting it like yeah. when you see when you what people don't understand is so when you see the back of a label um and it says an npk ratio right and it says you need to use five mils per liter if, what that means is if you use five mils per liter you get roughly around the npk state on the label right so if you give it four mils, you get a slightly lesser ratio. If you give it six mils, you give it a slightly higher ratio. Right. Because you're just, you're just increasing the amount concentrated in, say, your feed. So with that in mind, any nutrients you pick up in the shop can be the same as a tomato fertilizer to an extent. Yeah. Like you, you need, like, uh, my, my preference is to keep something with, like, an even playing field. So if it's, a, like, a 5 MPK or a 3 3 3 try keep them as, as even as possible. And you don't mind like um, keeping the N below three, the P below three, and you can have the K at three to four if you want to. You know what I mean? But yeah. if, if you look at something at the back of it and it says 12, 12, 12. Like, it's just... Also just do things like a simple, like what I did once when I tried um, years ago. Uh, the um, I basically used to get like a grinder of like, and when I say grinder, I don't mean for cannabis. I mean um, a Nutribullet type thing. 
and I'd get oh, yeah. water and I would get banana skin and I would just grind it up and I would use the water with the banana skin in it for potassium when they're starting to flower. Yeah, no, I think that was an important point because although that bottle is 10 euro, exactly yeah. what you were saying, it's more, it that, it's, it's more that you, you buy it off the shelf, you go put it in your thing and it works my way. But if you want to go completely free, you have to realize there's no end to the information. Like what you're thinking of, what you're thinking of in your mind is that cannabis ground is completely different to anything else, but it's not. It's a plant. Like that you're not a grower. You, you, you are a grower. Don't call yourself a grower for sure. A gardener. Like gardener. remember, remember, remember the trades like that you're in. Gardener. Yeah, exactly. Like you're you're not just this fella that's grown weed. You're not you're a gardener. Like you like you, you can go down to the, as I was saying, you can go down and buy all this stuff in a garden center if you have a little bit of knowledge and how to use it. Exactly, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. A, you can go down and buy soil from the garden center. You can buy them grow bags, which are tomato. You can grow get bags. soil and treat soil itself by getting soil and going to get some like seaweed from the beach and then treating that kelp. soil for a few months and then growing your cannabis and that is full of nutrients kelp is an amazing if you, if you want incredible if you want to compost think of what all the superfoods that you're told to be like, like that's yeah the same my for autoimmune them. disease that i eat that are high yeah. for anti-inflammatories and they kill those free radicals and all that kind of stuff yeah i mean and, and the nutrient profile as well you have to remember like whatever's in a plant has been broken down and produced yeah by a plant. So exactly. It's not Everything is is in that cycle. Yeah. When we say the cycle of life, it's not just animals and everything. It's it's the yeah. plant. It's the soils. Everything is a part of this cycle of life that we all exist from. We all come from carbon. I suppose. Um, so these practices are widely used. No one owns them. Like so, if you think you need the biggest and baddest setup to learn, nah, not at all. Like what I was saying earlier about the deficiencies. Like if you can grow a plant and you get a quarter off it, you grow. If you get a quarter off it, happy days after three months, you got you got a quarter and you got the experience. Well, guess yeah. what? You're getting more than a quarter the next time. I guarantee. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, don't don't be so caught up on where you need to start. Everyone wants to be there. You have shown everybody as well like that, as, mm. as you said, in the can, like it can literally be grown anywhere. We have commercialized it and made it seem like it's really complicated. Yes, there are growers who, you know, they're really into it because it's like a, a life yeah. vocation for them. But That's the it, yeah. general needs of people, it is a complicated it process is. and you need to, and you have removed that from it, which makes it accessible for people which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah, see, if you're going to shove information out people's throats, you're going to, everyone's going to get stuck like they're in the headlights. And yeah. it's not up to you to decide how good a practice is for someone. It's just not. They don't own like, these plants. They've shown people that we're not alone. Like I was yeah. an individual at the start, but I'm not an individual any now or now. Now we're like a little army there and yeah. we're ready to go. Like, and we're all turning the place green. And like activism is great. And I know there's an awful lot of call to action for people right now. But this is my call to action. Like, this is your contribution to the Irish cannabis uh, movement here. Remove the black market. You have a choice. You have a choice. Like, like, are you going to be able to depend on your supply? No. But, like, are you offsetting all the carbon that you produce? No. Like, all you need to do is, you just need to do the bare minimum. If you can save yourself 100 quid a week, or 100 quid a month, depending on how much you're growing, or 100 quid every two months, I don't know how much people smoke. At one time, a 50 bag would last me a week. Now, I, I, <laughs> I look at a 50 bag and I say, uh, yeah. you're definitely, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's saying, ooh. 
things are going to, you know, yeah, to yeah. get better, get more. Like, so yeah. each to their own, like, you have your own needs. Don't be listening to people. Like, what happens, what happens if you're only smoking a 50 bag a week, right? And that's 14 grams a month. And yeah. for two yeah. months, 28 grams. And for three months, 36 grams. Yeah. So 36 yeah. grams, 36 grams is well obtainable. Really yeah. From a plant, like, Definitely. and what are you doing? You're, you're not giving, you're not giving someone else your money. And even yeah. if you want to do this once, <clears throat> you're not giving your money for three months to someone else. That's your money. It's always been your and money. The bond and you build with your plant is incredible, yeah. actually. There's a sense of uh, our, our uh, minister there, Frank Finn. Uh, you know, he's he's right for once. I'm gonna say 100. He's right. He says that gardening pretty much gives people. Um, positive mental health benefits like oh yes a great sense of autonomy to, to be there like and watching it's something beautiful like, like watching start with nothing happening for a week or two and saying what the fuck we're having to have like hope and uh, rely on the process of nature just to happen and then yeah. it happens you're saying what the fuck it blows your mind it that does. you to something that was inactive a little bit of water creates the metabolism needed for that to shoot that's it like, nature is incredible like and the other thing, like you touched on something there about the fact that, you know, the carbon print and and what um, cannabis does, it is one of the best for eating carbon. Yeah, we actually have an email here that I sent to, uh, what's your man from the Green Party? I'll see if I can get it there or read it out now. But it, Definitely, it, it, I want, we, we need this to be heard that this has been it, sent. Like we are contacting these politicians. They just, they don't want to hear from us. We're getting completely ignored. But um, like, as I had Cork can on last week, that, she's on day 140. Yeah, I know. It's a joke. So this, this is what I said to him. Hi, Eamon. I was reading through some information on the country's goal to become carbon neutral and came across the following statement, which is why I'm reaching out to you with my opinion and suggestion that our, uh, on, about our carbon footprint. The scientific consensus is clear. We must cut CO2 emissions in half by 2030 and reach net zero by 2050 to ensure we protect our planet and our country from the most severe impacts of global warming. Now, that's what Eamon Ryan says. This is his statement. So while I reviewed that comment, I recall the document I read by the Industrial uh, Hemp Association of Europe, which said the production of hemp is carbon negative, which means it absorbs more carbon from the atmosphere during its growth than, it's, than it is emitted by the equipment used to harvest, process, or transport it. Uh, one hectare of industrial hemp can absorb 15 tonnes of CO2 per hectare, yep. and it's one of the most rapid-growing plants for that need because it, it loves um, CO2 for the biomass, the great biomass, yep. so it just never stops like and in this day and age, Jesus, imagine what, what we could be growing like. Um, I think, uh, for the Irish farming market that is now currently struggling, it would yeah. be the saving grace for them. Well, I have here, right, so for UK farming, right, the total CO2 equivalent is 57 million tonnes in greenhouse gases. And it uses 18.5 million hectares. Uh, so that means that 3.1 tons of co2 per hectare is, is yeah, pretty much biodegradable and can replace plastic yeah it's so longer like, than plastic yeah that's 3.1 tons that's like pretty yeah. much in emissions and industrial hemp can absorb 15 tons oh. so five, five times as much yeah like he's kidding me like even if you said just 
from uh, like and how can they sit yeah. there and read that and, yeah, and did you get a response got no response absolutely yeah. nothing people forget that we live in the age now should there be a legislation there to say that laws need to be reviewed on a criteria and a, you know on a certain time frame every like they can't be in existence for absolutely. more than like more than the law is outdated in comparison exactly. to society standing currently you know 50 years ago like um sure you weren't allowed to be gay were you in Ireland um I think I I said it previously on an episode how in 1989 in the Supreme Courts in Ireland, a Supreme Court judge described homosexuality that if they legalized it in Ireland, it, everybody would catch it like the flu. Um, and it wasn't overturned until it was brought to the EU courts and they overturned it in 1993. So up until 1993, it's not even 30 years yet. It was so in my lifetime, and I'm a bisexual woman, it was illegal for me to basically exist in some ways, you know. But, but there you go, like you've you've had to be in hip boy multiple types of stigma from mm-hmm. what old Irish perspectives yeah. enforcing laws when when our government was formed like we didn't have an awful lot of resources in this country yeah. so who was our natural who was who was only at the invading us and at the leaving the English so what did we adopt their rules rules you know what I mean their laws their systems because everything but so did every country that they colonised it's why I lived in Uganda it's why in Uganda it's still illegal to be gay there it's the exact same law that we had here and they had in the UK and it, it's there you go and it's said in the constitution right that the people of Ireland are entitled to the island of Ireland mm-hmm. we don't have like, the island we, we don't have, have anything like you know what I mean what do we have like like there's people there breaking their bollocks like and I know I was paying a, a stupid amount of tax these days but just genuinely hard working people that have gone and broke their bollocks through college yeah. but as we, as we were saying earlier because when I went to do my masters I didn't go to do my masters for a professional game I went to do uh, for a personal game I went to do for a professional Game. I went to do yeah. it to make money and I've no problem saying that now because it was a driver in that position that I was in such a seniority that I needed to I suppose with my age I needed to back up what I was about and unfortunately in this day and age ignorance is a big thing so my age was my bias against me right so I just wanted to say a massive thank you for uh, actually having me on today and for giving me a call to action and to actually help other people and uh, it's been great talking to you it's been great getting to know you over the last couple of months and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it won't be the last time that we'll be talking about all sorts definitely not so yeah thanks for the opportunity and uh, I'm looking forward to it being released yeah it was such a pleasure honestly I mean I've been wanting to have you on for ages we've been talking about this for a really long time so I'm glad we finally got around to it Uh, life gets in the way like and i think that's that's a big thing like and um, people have to be respectful of that, that as well yeah. like from our conversation everyone has to be respectful of how people live their lives and that's it it happens shit happens the world doesn't revolve yeah. around you as with every week i like to take a moment to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to my podcast um, to engage with me either on Instagram, Twitter. I've had some wonderful emails from people who email directly the bitches of air email address, which is the bitches of air, but you have to replace the B with an H because Gmail would not let me use the word bitch in my G- email address. But um, I really wanted to take a moment to say thank you to everybody. Um, I have previously talked about my Patreon account. Um, my Patreon account is not going to be launching until May. It is technically there. There just isn't enough content on it for me to, you know, ask anybody to 
give any money for that. Um, I will have a lot of content on it coming in May. My plan is to have exercise classes. So anybody who wants to learn how to exercise with cannabis, if you want to learn how to cook with cannabis, if you want to learn how to do basically everything you want to learn how to do with cannabis, I'm going to be teaching over there. Um, so that's why it's a subscription-based platform. Because again, these things, you know, the, the substance itself is illegal. But what I'm teaching is not and we all know that the substance itself should not be illegal. So um, that is what we're fighting for. And for anybody who uses it medicinally or anything like that, it will be a good place for you to receive a lot of information. Um, and again, thank you so much to everybody for your support. I hope you continue to enjoy the podcast. If you do, please leave a review and share it. That would be so wonderful. Um, all the support would mean the world to me. And um, I hope everybody's doing well.